Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What does the government have to hide? Now, the COVID-19 inquiry couldn't be more important. After all, the pandemic was our greatest national disaster and crisis since World War II. Over 200,000 of our fellow citizens died, nearly three times as many civilian casualties as the whole of World War II. Now, we were told at the beginning by the Chief Scientific Officer, Sir Patrick Vallance, that 20,000 deaths in total, though it would be regrettable, would be a good result. In the end, of course, over 10 times as many died in this national catastrophe. Now, it's the, the argument of many of us that many tens of thousands of those deaths were avoidable. Not all of them. It was always going to be a national disaster. The question is the scale of that disaster. But we think that many of those deaths were avoidable due to the disastrous decisions made by the Conservatives in office. Now, the apologists for this government, of course, say, well, actually, we did the best we could uh, with the cards we had, once in a century event, etc., etc. And there were also, of course, the anti-lockdown crew who argue that the government actually went uh, too far and that their measures were excessive, counterproductive, etc. Now, these are three different contentions with shades of grey between them, admittedly, but it does need to be settled. We're talking about a matter, self-evidently, of life and death on a mass scale, about whether the government failed in its most basic responsibility, which is to protect its own citizens, wherever you stand on the political spectrum, I think we'd agree that is its primary duty uh, before anything else. And above all else, to learn the lessons so that having lived through this catastrophe and wherever you stand on the three arguments that I've outlined, we all agree it was a catastrophe. We can minimise the scale of a future crisis and above all else, save lives. Now, the only way of settling this comprehensively so that there won't, there'll never be a consensus and whatever happens, you've got your... I guess, in, you know, entrenched views and so on and so forth. But most people are actually quite pragmatic and will, I think, accept where the evidence takes them in terms of what a COVID-19 inquiry will find. Um, now, the only way of settling this in any way is through transparency, as the cliche goes, sunlight is the best disinfectant. So what on earth is going on with our government refusing the demand from the inquiry that they set up very important to make this point. They set up the inquiry, they agreed with its terms of reference, and they obviously uh, appointed the judge to share all of Boris Johnson's WhatsApp messages and diaries in unredacted form. Now, the chair of the inquiry is Baroness Heather Hallett. She's a former judge at the Court of Appeal who led the independent inquiry into the 7-7 terrorist bombings. Uh, she's demanded those messages and threatened the government with legal action unless they share all the material by 4pm today. Um, now, what's actually happening is the government is now taking its own inquiry to the courts, launching its own legal action. It is striking that Boris Johnson has given some unredacted material uh, and has urged the government to share that in full and unredacted, uh, in unredacted form with the inquiry. We'll come on to actually, there's a pretty big caveat there. So what's going on? Well, actually, it turns out the government is terrified this will set a precedent and will lead the inquiry to demand WhatsApp messages 
from other government ministers, including, of course, our former Chancellor of the Exchequer and now Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak. We'll come on to that. It's quite important. But before you all go, oh, Boris Johnson, what a hero. Interesting flex, if that's what you've done. And um, it also appears to be the case that Boris Johnson's only provided uh, materials, messages dating from May 2021. Um, two things happened in May 2021. He set up an independent inquiry and he got a new phone. Well, life's full of many coincidences, isn't it? It's unfortunate because as things stand, what he's doing is saying he'll only provide the messages from when he got a new phone, which happens to be the same month he appointed a inquiry. Uh, obviously, we need the messages from way before then. Um, obviously, the pandemic began at the beginning of 2020, uh, which is some way before May 2021. Anyway, the government have stopped, uh, turned around, stuck their fingers up at the chair of this inquiry and committed to launching legal action against the very inquiry they set up. The Cabinet Office's letter says, you know, with regret and with an assurance, we'll continue to cooperate fully with the inquiry before. They're not doing that. During and after the judicial uh, issue in question is determined by the courts, they said they provide as much information as possible. No, they haven't. That's not true. Uh, including WhatsApp messages uh, redacted for national security reasons and to remove unambiguously irrelevant material. Not for them to decide that. So they're now saying that this is... Uh, important issues of principle at stake here, affecting both the rights of the individual and proper conduct of government. Now, hold on a minute. The unredacted messages are not going to be published by the chair of the inquiry. So it's not like there's a risk of they'll give these irrelevant messages, which might be embarrassing in some way, but then they'll end up published and that'll be terrible for them. That's not going to happen. The question isn't about whether they're published or not. The question is who decides what messages are relevant and what messages are not relevant. Do you trust the government to do that or do you trust a senior judge leading a independent inquiry to do that? That is the bone of contention here. It's just about who decides what's relevant and who decides what should be redacted and what shouldn't be redacted. The inquiry should decide that, not the government and its team of lawyers. Obviously, it's the view of Baroness Hallett that only she can make a true assessment of which documents are relevant. Clearly, goes without saying, or should do. It's been rightly condemned by the COVID-19 bereaved Families for Justice do support them if you're not already, who rightly said the prospect of the government suing its own COVID-19 inquiry is obscene. It stinks of cover-up, doesn't it? What have they got to hide? Why don't they trust this judge, who they approved themselves, and whose terms of reference they approved, to decide what material is relevant or not, up to the point of dragging their own inquiry through the courts? We saw from the whole Matt Hancock debacle, when we look at what he put in his diaries versus the leaked messages, that a rather different reality could be shown once we had a much fuller account. Now, the legal advice suggests the government's likely to lose, so in a completely unnecessary humiliation brought on themselves, but who might uh, get in the way of them humiliating themselves? Literally, I live for it. Tories humiliating themselves. Great stuff. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Just quickly, that's just the big questions that do need to be answered and why Rishi Sunak is particularly relevant. We need to know what the government's agreed comms strategy was, given in March 2020, uh, 2020, Boris Johnson was going around boasting of shaking the hands of COVID-19 patients in hospital, which did not turn out to be a wise decision, because as you remember, Boris Johnson got COVID-19 and actually ended up in intensive care and nearly died. So it really was that communication strategy a matter of life and death. We need to know about herd immunity, which was the official position of the British authorities. How was that agreed? Who agreed with it? What was the basis for it? How long was herd immunity pursued for? We need to know about, in terms of how unprepared or otherwise the NHS was, not least because of the massive cuts, uh, de facto cuts, the bit longest squeeze in its funding as a proportion of the economy since it was founded, mass staff shortages, that kind of thing. We need to know about the lack of PPE and why we were actually exporting PPE as the pandemic began clearly to unfold at the beginning of 2020. What was learned from Italy um, for a while, clearly, in Europe? Uh, Northern Italy was the worst affected, um, and there was some delusion that North Italy would be uniquely affected because of things like older population, um, they kiss each other more, <laughs> younger people living with older people. Do you remember that? There was a whole kind of why Italy's more affected and we won't be. Well, that was delusional. So what was learned from Italy when it was happening? Why we locked down so late compared to other European countries? Um, there were suggestions at the time that uh, that the French government was going to close the borders to Britain because it was so alarmed by our approach. The suggestions by June 2020 that if we'd locked down a week earlier, 20,000 lives could have been saved. We need to talk about the process of opening up and how that was agreed. Um, we need to talk about things like eat out to help out. That's when we got to Rishi Sunak. That was his scheme to supposedly encourage catering businesses and, and the hospitality sector. Um, but that encouraged people to congregate inside and eat during the pandemic. Not a great idea, either in hindsight or more crucially, at the time, the delay in locking down for the second time with SAGE, which is obviously the um, the board of uh, scientists and, and uh, advisors who are there to advise the government on what it should do in the pandemic. In September 2020, they urged a immediate circuit breaker lockdown that was defied. And crucially at the time, our Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, brought in COVID deniers into number 10, who apparently played a pivotal role in persuading Boris Johnson to not lock down and introduce a circuit breaker when he was urged to do so by his advisors. So Rishi Sunak allegedly played a key role there. We need to know exactly what it is, what it was. We ended up with the November lockdown, which was, and then the mess of the tears. We need those investigated. The whole debacle over Christmas 2020. We need to know um, about test and trace, for example. We also PPE contracts. Um, and how that might have impacted in terms of people's lives. There's a whole range of things that we need to talk about, the huge amount of government expenditure and how much was wasted. These are things we need to know about. We need to know exactly what the government was doing behind the scenes, and we can only do that if they release the messages. Otherwise, we will all there'll never be any consensus, and the stench of cover-up will undermine people's faith, obviously, and the authorities to deal with any future crisis, if we're not, we are going to have future crises, we're going to have future pandemics, self-evidently, and the question is, how prepared can we be? How can we avoid a terrible loss of life? It is my contention 
that many tens of thousands of people in this country died, many of whom would still be alive, were it not for the decisions taken by the government. There's no graver accusation to level against your own government than that they are responsible for the mass deaths of their own civilians. I appreciate that's a grave accusation and it needs to be tested thoroughly. And the only way of testing that thoroughly is if there is full transparency and those messages are released. Otherwise, we can call this what it is and it is a government cover-up of the most perverse dimensions. Please like, subscribe, do hit the like button um, and I will and listen to us on podcast. Support us on patreon.com for slash I'll see you in a bit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.